Here we are. Entertainment, entertainment. It's the entertaining podcast about entertaining with an entertaining conversation. So with, entertaining. With comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. This is Basketball is My Favorite Sport. Basketball by Bow Wow featuring Jermaine Dupree and Fabulous. It's a good song. It's an early 2000s classic. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one to get you get you pumped up, get, makes you want to get out on the court, makes you want to sweat. Uh, we're starting with basketball because, as we've all seen, the videos and the pictures, Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler were out there playing basketball together in New York City. Yes, they were. Adam Sandler was wearing a shirt that said, um, Let Me Ask My Wife. Which, Whoa! Yeah, that's what wow, I did not pick up. I was. I did. I was literally just really jealous that I wasn't playing basketball with Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler that I couldn't even, I, I was like, I can't even make fun of these guys because I just <laughs> am so jealous and really want to be out there playing basketball with Adam Sandler until Timothy Chalamet. Wow, he was wearing a shirt that says, wait, what does it say? He's wearing, first of all, because Adam Sandler wears clothes that to me seem like they're four sizes too big for him at all times. Like, it seemed like he was wearing a shirt that was like XXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
And um, how long do you think Adam Sandler has owned the Let Me Ask My Wife shirt? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, since he got married, the fr- day one. Day <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was probably the first thing he bought <laughs> yeah. after their, after, I don't know how long they've been married, but. Before the engagement ring, he got that shirt. He was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this. Um, this was a crazy visual. Yeah, Adam Sandler, who I think has low-key body dysmorphia. I'm sorry. I don't know why he wears clothing. His t-shirts are gigantic. His shorts come down, like, to his mid-calf. Not even, like, just past the knee. I feel like they're mid-calf. Yeah, uh, no, they're basically capris. They're like Rafa Nadal 2005 capri athletic gear. It's pretty, it's extreme, his uh, his clothing. So I, I'm a little worried about he has some undiagnosed body dysmorphia. And then you have the opposite of that, which is, like, Timothy Chalamet, who is just wearing, like, chic, you know. Like, his shorts look like... They were cargo shorts, but made to made to you know breathe and made to play, play basketball. You know, like and yeah. he's just so svelte and has high cheekbones. And to me, it looked like I was like, are these guys kind of like promoting like Chuck and Larry? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Part Two. Yeah, something. You know? I was I had the same. I had the same thought where it's like, all right, when is the Sandler Chalamet movie coming out? Apparently, yeah. they did a movie together like ten years ago. Oh. He was in, it was like some, I think, uh, romantic comedy that Adam Sandler did in. Like, Timothy Chalamet played, like, his son's friend in the movie or something like interesting. that. Uh, so when Timothy Chalamet was, like, 14 or whatever. Oh, interesting. Um, but also, yeah, so I was like, is are, is this just a way to, like, promote their next, like, is it going to be, you know, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Part 2, where, like, instead of, like, Kevin James and Adam Sandler having to get married to, like... You know, to, to I don't. What was the plot? They had they were they were getting married. They were firemen, and they were getting married to each other in order to like. Uh, I, I forget what the conflict was that why they needed to get married, it had but to do yeah, with, like keeping their children. Or yeah, something. It yeah, had something yeah. Something to do with like custody or something. But I was like, is that now it's going to be like the the firehouse has to follow some like equity inclusion, um, you know, like like new protocol, and they they get Timothy Chalamet, who's like a non-binary firefighter. Is that? Ooh, the, I, I can like see that. that. And also watching this, um, just like watching celebrities work out together always brings me back to one of my favorite times in pop culture history when um, it was like uh, 2006, uh, Lance Armstrong and Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Power power couple right there. They were both fresh off breakups. Uh, Lance Armstrong had broken up with Sheryl Crow. And McConaughey had broken up with Penelope Cruz, and they were photographed working out together. Penelope Cruz were together. Yeah, and these two guys were photographed working out together like all of the time. Um, Just like running. Oh, running! A lot of like shirtless duo running. Exactly. Yeah. There was there were certain things that were like. It was always shirts off. That was a requirement for these two working out. McConaughey, Lance Armstrong, (laughs) shirts are off. When you have those guys' bodies, the shirt's going to be off. Yeah, the tans are on. They always had deep (laughs) tans. Shirts off, tans on. (laughs) And these things were optional because I I went back and looked through some of the photos. Optional, so shirts off, must. Tan on, (laughs) must. Optional, Earbuds, mm. headbands, mm. sunglasses. Those are like the optional things that kind yeah. of rotated around. That's how they differentiate themselves from each other, from one another. Yes, exactly. It is how mean, they, as they run down the Santa Monica boardwalk or wherever shirtless. they Yeah, or whatever they were doing. Um, I read once that McConaughey does 200 push-ups a day. I believe it. I, I believe, believe it, it too. I, I've read that he's like a crazy fitness freak and does like I definitely and does like it. all body weight stuff and like running. I do think he's never looked the same since he did the movie about the, um, the Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club. Club. Yeah. He got really thin for that, and I feel like he's never. 
I don't know. He's always looked really scary yeah, to me since then. He might. I think he might have been at an age where he was too old to go that. Like Christian Bale did the Prestige when he was young, and I think his body was able to bounce back from getting that crazy thin. But yeah, yeah. McConaughey was like probably in his mid forties at that point, and I think once you do that, it's kind of over for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean he looks great, and I love Matthew McConaughey. Love yes, him. I'm yes. a big McConaughey fan. I'm a McConaughey fan. Uh, but, but yeah, it's a, it was a little late to go that skinny. Yeah, I just feel like he's never looked the same since. I don't know, maybe that, maybe that's just like a bias of seeing him that skinny and then just like my brain just can, kind of puts that on him. I don't know. Um, Who? All right. So let's, we're going to go, we're going to stay in this time period here. McConaughey, Lance Armstrong, they're working out post-breakup. Yes. Within the first six months, I think I would lean Lance Armstrong had more sex than uh, McConaughey. Because I think you, we would all think McConaughey, but I think Lance Armstrong is a freak, weirdo, psycho. Probably. And is a creep and will just fuck anyone. Also competitive. And is competitive. I, yeah. I he, competitive that's edge, true. You know? Yeah. I mean, he'll cheat. He'll, he'll, we all know what happened with his competitive drive. It led him, it led to his downfall with his doping. Um, right? Isn't that what happened? He was taking steroids. In yeah, the it was a big, big scandal in the cycling world. Um, uh, him and a bunch of people were, were doping and. But. Yeah, so anyway, the best, if I highly recommend, look up these two, uh, 2006 era of, of McConaughey and Lance Armstrong working out. The best is a photos of them sprinting in a rainstorm in Miami. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's Miami. It looks like wow, Miami. Wow, just and like is, on that, wow, yeah. Yeah, it is downpouring, and these two are just like defying the weather. Their masculinity is just breaking through the bad weather. Their shirts are off, and they're running down the beach. It's it's phenomenal. God, it feels like they finished that run and make out in the rain. Like, it's like if you're in a full sprint run with your male friend. Shirtless. Shirtless. Yeah. I, I think the endorphins kick in and you just start Frenching. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> what else is there to do at that point? High five? Absolutely not. <laughs> Intimacy. Um, and also during this era, sometimes Jake Gyllenhaal would join them. Oh my god, and wow. Then I have a distinct memory, and I could not find the photo. Pussy like, Posse who? Exactly. Wow, look at these three. I know. Um, so I have this distinct memory of seeing a photo, because uh, this was also during like the height of like Perez Hilton, which I was totally, I would totally check Perez Hilton, and he was totally trolling them the entire time this was going on. <laughs> and um, there was one time where it was like, they were all at a track, like it seemed like a, somewhere in California at like some like, you know, gym, like a, you know, it's like a track where you run around the track. Like whatever. an indoor or outdoor track. An outdoor track. An outdoor track. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, why am I over explaining what a track is? Like, I feel like if you say they were at a track, everyone's It's this like, thing and it's got like lanes that you run in. Right, and it's a, it's a, it's not a circle. It's, it's more like an more oval. Yeah, it's more like, oval. It's, it's more of a, more yes. of an oval. Yes, and uh, and, uh, and it's yeah. not quite cement. It's got a little bit of a sponge to it, but it is. It yes. will, you will get cut up if you fall. It is black, and there are um, lines to delineate the different lanes. There yes. are lanes in it. That is what. Just to clarify, what a track is. Everyone needs clarification on what a track is. Obviously, yeah, but, it's not um, a song. No, I'm not talking about song. You're excited. Yeah, that's why you do need to clarify what a running track is versus yeah, uh, you know. Not a race track. There were no cars on it. This is a track for exercising, for running. Um, okay, feel good about clarifying that. Feel good about it. Um, but I distinctly remember there was a photo of 
uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Filippi got in the mix. Wow. Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Filippi. I don't know if McConaughey was there, but Lance Armstrong was there. And I feel like these guys were always working out together. And I feel like some of the photos are not on the internet anymore. Like the photo of Matthew McConaughey, shirtless, pushing a boulder. Which was like, I have to... <laughs> you, I, I think like early in our relationship, you showed me these pictures. I, I kind of remember this. I have been trying to find this photo of Matthew McConaughey, shirtless, pushing <laughs> a boulder. It's scrubbed from the internet. Yeah, it's gone. I don't know where it is, but it's crazy. And like, he looks like all of his muscles are flexed. He looks crazy and, it, and it's gone. But, wow. you know, I went from Timothy Chalamet, Adam Sandler's body dysmorphia to Lance Armstrong, Gyllenhaal, Philippi, Well, we found something with this this fitness posse of, yeah. of kind of sleazy Hollywood types yeah. and Lance Armstrong. I know. And then, like, they, I, the, when I was, like, revisiting this um, this week, uh, like, all of the articles, like, address McConaughey's reaction to Lance Armstrong's scandal. Mm. And, he, and he was, like, he was just, like, well, you know, I did take it personally at first. Um, and then Oh, he, he was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he was hurt by Lance Armstrong's He was, he was like, I, I did. I took it personally. Um, but now they're, <laughs> but they've perver- they're still friends. And apparently oh my God. they went to, um, like, WWE Raw or something in 2018 together I wow yeah, all right so. i gotta i gotta look get into the archives and rewatch that episode yeah um and then i don't know still I friends all these years later love love that yeah there's what still a friendship friends. they're still friends also McC- mcconaughey noted at one point how um he was talking about lance Armstrong. they were talking about lance- his friendship with lance armstrong he's like you know everything he does he just kicks ass at it you know it's like when he was doing the tour de france Kick that, kick that ass, and now he's doing the same thing with cancer. He's, you know, he's kick he's, cancer's ass when he eats my ass. He kicks my ass you know, when he does. So I know, I know. But I forgot all about Lance Armstrong's whole Live Strong. Do you remember the whole Live Strong? Oh, whole, how could we, how could anyone forget? Good lord, how could I anyone forget those that bands? Out. I forgot that was like his whole thing. Yeah, that, was Cheryl Crow involved in that too, or was that just strictly a? I don't know. I, I think that was a Lance thing. I mean, I don't know, okay. but I'm sure she was involved somehow. Had to have been. Um, anyway, yeah. Right, yeah, so ba- back to Chalamet and Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my big takeaway is how genuinely sad I was that I don't have celebrity friends to play basketball with. I know. That's my big, that was my big takeaway. Oh, yeah. uh, here's the detail I read. So they were using, they were playing on this outdoor court in New York City mm-hmm. with this like expensive $80 indoor basketball. Oh, yeah. that's kind of gauche. Like, a little, like, very bougie. Very, yeah. to be like in this public New York City basketball court, but you're playing with like a, an official like NBA game ball, indoor game ball. Oh, that's what, okay, so it's like. They're playing with like the most expensive like ball you could buy. Oh, that's lame. And I mean, I watched some of the, there was videos of them playing and it looked like a pretty average game to be honest. Like, Sandler stayed pretty close to the to the. Yeah, he's really got. Sandler has his old man game working, where mm-hmm. he is he's grabbing rebounds. He he hit a shot there. Mm-hmm. There was one where he hit a shot from the side and say he he can play. He threw a nice pass. Uh, he <laughs> hit a, he hit a kid in the low post with a great bounce pass. Saw that Adam. Way to go, Sandler. Timothy Chalamet did make a shot over one of the barstool. They were, they were playing with like one guy there was like a young barstool sports guy, okay. and Timothy Chalamet hit a jump shot over him, and I think that's pretty cool. Respect to Timothy Chalamet. Shooting over the barstool sports guy that and is making pretty cool. it. Yeah, that is pretty cool, Timothy. Yeah. So way to go, Timothy. Uh, I think I, I think I would be me, Timothy, and Sandler would be a good three on three team. 
I think we our games complement each other. Uh, you know, Sandler's the muscle. He's the old man. The muscle. He's selfless on the court. True. Uh, Chalamet's the ball handler. Uh, I'm the shooter, and I play defense. <laughs> let's Timothy and Adam. Let's let's get into this. Let's get out there to Drew League. Come on. Yeah, come on. Us in Drew League. Yeah, you're tall. You got long arms. I'm. I've, I'm all wingspan. I'm all arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. I can, I'm like you wouldn't even think that I could cover the ground that I can on the basketball court, but I look out. I can block. I was. I can always good at blocking shots. Always good at stealing the ball. Yeah. I'm that's... fighting. I've got fighting spirit. I'm fighting through an allergy attack as I'm saying this. Oh, I'm God. holding back a sneeze, and you know that that would translate on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah. It would, Justin. <laughs> I see it. I respect it. It is not unnoticed. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm going to buy basketball and basketball shoes and start walking into the Astoria basketball court. I think it's time. I think, I think it's, it's time. time. You know, and maybe, I, yeah. maybe that's what these two are getting at. Everyone, it's time. It's time to do it. You know? Get on the court. Just do it like Nike. Yeah. It really, uh, it's, it's really something everyone yeah. should do. That's my big takeaway is how, how I was like, God, oh, that looks fun. Oh my I was god. like, you just watched it. I was like, this looks fun. Oh my god! Wow, we're gotta like, get out there. We I'm, are so different. I, I was like, oh, get me inside, get me out of here. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a hooper, so sure. uh, yeah. As as we all know, I, basketball was my sport growing up, so I'm a hooper. And uh, is, is that something? Is that what people call people who play basketball a hooper? Or yeah, you're just that... a hooper. You're a gamer. You're a got hooper. It. You just okay. love you just love the game. You just love being on the floor. You love it. I'm a hooper. I got it. Yeah, absolutely. It's you being are. Kevin Durant. We're yeah, hoopers. So. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I, I knew that and I forgot it. So You um, did. It's okay. Yeah. We've only been together nine years. It's okay. I know. I'm such a such a neglectful partner. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a, I have to ask my girlfriend shirt. Yeah. And on the back's gonna say, Who doesn't know I'm a hooper? <laughs> yeah. yeah. size t-shirt. I, I, I mean, this is only just because I love Adam Sandler. I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt that he just like kind of does that as a bit. But I think you're totally right. That he's, <laughs> yeah, there's something going on there. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, and I'm just a, like a superficial bitch who's like, can he please wear a t-shirt that pets him? Oh, God. <laughs> and I understand that. But, you know, if, if women are ripped apart for everything and their physical appearance as celebrities, men should get the same treatment because they're in the same business. I agree. So we, I, I will I will judge a man's outfit the same way I'll judge a female's yeah, outfit. We're we're for equality here yeah. on, the, on the entertainment entertainment podcast. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm but I'm still just like I'm so no, it's funny. No, he's doing it because it's funny, actually. Because he's funny. I mean, it could be, but um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Absolutely. It's funny. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, so cool. That's you know, for like a paparazzi moment, that's pretty cool. I, I respect it. I respect the Chalamet and Sandler getting themselves photographed playing outdoor basketball. Yeah, Chalamet really gets around with paparazzi. It's like he was caught like... He's a master of it. He really is. He's like dating Kylie Jenner apparently and that seems like a total paparazzi Oh yeah, oh completely, yeah. You know? And then he was like seen you, with like Larry David. Do you think like in these like relationships like that... Sorry, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh, with, no, we, I'm going to hold Larry David. We'll get back oh, to Larry David. Fine. yeah. Uh, but do you think, like, in that relation, in a relationship like that, where Chalamet, who's a Kendall Jenner he, he's with? Or Kylie. Kylie. Kylie, okay. Like, do you think that they fuck, or is that just, like, purely headlines? They I, meet up, like, once a month just to get photographed together. I think with the Kardashians, at least, particularly, because I feel like Kendall has a lot of relationships that don't seem very romantic. Like, you know, her the whole thing with, De- what is this, Devin Booker? They were together like, for a while, though, right? Those I two. I know, but it didn't look like they really liked each other. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it, you know, I don't know. I, don't I know. believe that those two fuck, though. And I mean, yeah. I'm sure he has women in multiple cities. 
Yeah, but uh, I don't. You, I think you just don't. You don't think so? No, okay. I don't think so. I think, especially with the Kardashians, I think it's very much a. I mean, I've listened to like there's some podcasts that kind of talk about how these relationships work, and I don't know. I also don't believe what everybody says on podcasts. So, but there there is like a contract. You can have like a co- like apparently Harry Styles does it a lot. Has like these con contract relationships between two celebrities, and it's like. Okay, we're gonna because it's, it benefits they get in the press. Yeah, right? no, That's it's like, just a know. it's a professional. And thing. since Hollywood started, this is how it's been functioning, where stars would date. You know what I mean? Like it's like back yeah. since like like Natalie Wood did it with like you know uh, like Warren Beatty and like you know Rock Hudson. All Those these, guys, all these all these old actors, and they all did it. So. I don't know. I think certain, you know, some might some might have more romance in them than others. But I think Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. No, I do not think they're fucking. Absolutely not. I think yeah, he's more okay. likely to fuck Sandler than Kylie Jenner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. No way. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. So that answers my question. No. And yeah, I, uh, he was. He was. I think he was like photographed with like Lily Rose Depp a few years ago on a, on a yacht. And I'm like, yeah, they were probably fucking on a yacht. Absolutely. I, I think I've seen those pictures. I think yeah. they were like Frenching on a yacht together. Hmm. Yeah, that I believe. But cuckoo Kylie Jenner. I don't know what. I. I mean, I was a fan of the card. I watched the Kardashians a lot, and I, I've completely given up. And I think Kylie Jenner at this point. I don't even think she's. I think they have created a like an, a, a robot Kylie Jenner that they just kind of send out. Like she's not even a person now. Like she's just like, uh, this is what? What am I supposed to say? Lips. It's gonna yeah. It's gonna come out that she's like this first like humanoid robot. Lips. Lips. That's gonna lead the robot overlords. Like yeah, Kylie Jenner's not gonna age for the next fifty years, yeah. and it's just gonna be like, wait a minute. Yeah, and but before we know, it's too late. Then all of the robots are taken over by that point. But and Kylie Jenner's just like, buy my lip kit, lips kit, lip kit, <laughs> buy my lip kit, buy my boyfriend, what? Timothy Chalamet lip kit. Like I just think one she's... billion followers. Yeah, one billion followers. Yeah, like she's ah, cuckoo. I don't know. Anyway, it was entertaining. Timothy Chalamet, Adam Sandler. I loved it. That's, that's my favorite. That might be my favorite pop. Well. Behind Gene Hackman eating a Wendy's hamburger and doing light yard work, this is my second favorite paparazzi sighting of the year so far. It was pretty good. I really enjoyed the let me ask my wife shirt. I mean, every girl dreams when they get married that their husband is eventually going to become so complacent. It's going to be out. (laughs) So complacent and so given up on their marriage that it's just like, "Mm, I don't know, let me ask my wife. I mean, my God, I don't know. She's the boss. Gotta ask the boss. Gross. Wow, he's out on a basketball court with five dudes who are 25 years younger than him i know so bizarre please <laughs> i don't know crazy let me ask my wife oh my god romantic okay um so something we felt like we need to do on this podcast we need to check in with matt damon every now and again it's, a, it's about time for a matt damon time. check-in we need to do it things are going on with this guy um there's a story about Matt Damon. He can't stop telling it. He's telling it <laughs> I think every he's, chance he gets. I think he's told this story to about 12 different publications. Yeah. Um, in promoting Oppenheimer, he's talking about how uh, he had a couples therapy caveat with his wife that he would take a break from work unless Chris Nolan called. He calls him Chris. Chris. Not if Christopher. Chris, no, if Chris calls. If Chris calls. Um, and I, he always prefaces this story. It's like, this is a true story. I know. He always says this is a true story every time. This is, which, you know. I wrote it down. He says, I wrote down the quote that was in like the Us, Us Magazine article, whatever. He, he says, he begins the story by saying, this is going to sound made up, right? And then he goes, <laughs> but it's actually true. It's like, this is the one story where the person says, this is a true story. You got to trust me. And I believe him. 
I absolutely don't believe her. You don't believe no, this. No, I, okay. I think he made this up in the shower before he went to like, <laughs> like, as he was getting ready for the press junk, and he's like, all right, what am I going to say? He's yeah. mad at Luciana, and this is how he's kind of getting back at her. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Because, so, yeah, in the beginning of the story, he says, this is going to sound made up, but it's actually true. And then he starts to tell the story about how he was, like, taking time off, he was in Interstellar, and then he says, he's like, I've been in Interstellar, and then Chris put me on ice I for read a couple that. of movies. <laughs> he was put on ice by Chris Nolan. I mean, to me, that sounds like he's more in a relationship with Chris Nolan than his wife, Luciana. <laughs> if he says, like, I was, because it's like, I was in Interstellar, and then Chris and I broke up, it was on again, off again, I knew we'd be on again, but <laughs> to me, that's what it sounds like. And then, so then he starts, he It does sound like Chris Nolan is his, like, Chrissy Nolan is his mistress. Seriously. I mean. Yeah. And then, so he's like... Uh, but I actually, so he's like, yeah, Chris put me on ice for a couple movies, but I actually negotiated in couples therapy. And again, he goes, this is a true story. Like, he cannot stop saying <laughs> this. Can you guys even believe you won't even this is stranger than fiction. You know, my real life is This is a true story. I can't make this shit up. It's like, yes, you can. Can you believe that me and my Argentinian bartender wife, who I married in 2005, were in couples therapy and we <laughs> uh, we agreed to take an acting break. But I said, oh, I, I can't take an acting break for Chris Nolan calls. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do believe it when you put it that way. Like, of course, this maniac has absolutely <laughs> happened. But then I'm like, I also don't believe that Christopher Nolan was the only director that was on the caveat. I feel like there, mm. the list of directors went on and on. It was like, oh, yeah. Chris Nolan, David Lynch, Greta Gerwig. Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese. If I had, it has to be one of those two. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, <laughs> she's the moment right now. So I would have to take that. <laughs> this was an ongoing like, yeah. Excel spreadsheet that he makes for Luciana. Yeah. Like all the copy <laughs> Ben Affleck, my friend, he is a director, Luciana. He is a director. He, yeah, he is a director. If Ben do it where we got the I, we're at the office, you know that. Yeah. We're at the office together, you know that. Steven Soderbergh, I haven't worked with him in a few years. Come on, John Waters. I need to, <laughs> yeah. do, I need to do absurd comedy. I have it in me. I, it's in me, Luciana. It's in me. Like, absolutely crazy. She's okay. just like, please, I need you home. Please get out of your office with Ben. Yeah, please, yeah. like, please help me out. Yeah, she's like, you're, cross, you're closer to a man named Chris Nolan than me. You call me Luciana, you call him Chris. You don't call me Lucy. You don't call me L. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's absolutely insane. Um... But then we wanted to say, like, what, like, because we're a couple, so, like, if we were, you know, in couples therapy in their position, what director would be our caveat Yeah, who would be, director? what would be our caveat? Yeah. To, to, to get, if, if the, assuming the other person was like, hey, this is getting crazy, we're not spending any time together. Yeah. Can you, can we just, can you just take an acting break for a year so we can just, like, spend some time together? Right. Rekindle the romance. Yeah. As, you know, on. Luciana, they've been together since 2005, so it's 17 years. I mean, we've been together nine, and I imagine after 17, you might, you know, you, you got to relearn each other. And, yeah, you, know. you got to make sure you spend time together. Yeah. You know, it's important. Yeah. Unless a certain director calls. Yeah. And then, do fuck you, wanna, you. So, do you want to answer first to. Sure. Um, obviously, my pick for the director that would get me out of um, spending time with you would be Michael Bay. Because, wow. I would um, accept that. If, if, like, if I have had a nickel for every time someone says to me, you look like a hotter version of Megan Fox. Like, I would be a billionaire. Yeah, you know, it's like, I... Yeah, <laughs> you would. I'm meant to be one of Bay's brunettes, you know? You like, really are meant to be a Michael Bay brunette. <laughs> thank like, you. bent over in a bikini. Yeah. It would be so sexy. 
I mean, people talk me people all the time. They're like, "You look like a hotter Megan Fox." I'm like, "Stop." Um, She's making fun of herself, and I'm like, "No, I'm like, I'm like picturing, I'm picturing you in a bikini okay. in a Michael Bay movie." I'm like, "That'll be hot." Thank you, Justin. Uh, Thank you. But um, I also I wanted I also you know I, Pearl Harbor was a saw it in high school thought it was the funniest movie ever, and I would love to be part of like a Michael Bay historical drama. You know, we could go European yeah. history, the yeah. Protestant Reformation. I could play like a conflicted Catholic nun mm, who then maybe, be a good role who for you. fucks Martin Luther, who wow. looks, of course is played by Josh Hartnett. Wow, and then, like, yeah. Of course, I have like a conflict of faith, and I go back to the Catholic faith, and then I get involved in the Spanish Inquisition, and you know, it just shows that like blind faith can lead you down some dark paths, and it could be really <laughs> epic. And, that sounds like a good movie. Thank you, thank you. I wrote that while I was at work. I would, I would see that. Yeah, I, I would go. I would. I would see it. Uh, Michael Bay's. Oh, and and the Michael Bay's movie about the Protestant Reformation, and the tagline could be justification by faith alone. My phone is ringing. No one ever calls me. My phone is ringing. Hang on. Oh my god. Um, the phone's yeah. ringing. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about you having some dirty nun sex with Josh Hartnett. It's right? pretty. Pretty hot. Oh, uh, justification by faith alone. That yeah. is a. I'm. I'm, I'm I into would, making I, these Protestant Reformation jokes, and they're really not landing. And I apologize. But. I, I, I. I like it. Uh, yeah, I would be accepting of that. Thank I, should, you. I would be. Like, I'd be like, you know, that makes sense. You would. Have, you have to do a Martin Mac, Michael Bay movie. If, if yeah. Bay calls, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, what was your pick? Who Who was your director? Well, first I was going to do a Damon-like spreadsheet where I was going to have a list of directors, which Ooh. was going to include Christopher Guest, Sean Baker, uh, really just Christopher Guest and Sean Baker. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I didn't do that. I, maybe, maybe I, maybe I tweaked this a little bit. My my caveat would be if I get called to be in a Godzilla movie, mm. I have to do it. Of course, I have to be in a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Justin's a huge Godzilla fan. and I'm yeah. a big Godzilla fan, and that would be a fun, you know, if it was me and Coach Taylor. Right. Uh, what, is his, what is his name? Coach Taylor. Who it's Coach Taylor. We, we, yeah, it's, he will yeah. always be Coach Taylor. I love that guy. Yeah. Eric Chandler. It would be me and Eric Chandler right. in the Godzilla movie teaming up, or maybe Cranston comes back. We get him back in another Godzilla movie. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he's just, yeah, he's just constantly screaming, my wife is down there. <laughs> The best. God, Godzilla 2014 is the best. And yeah. anyone who doesn't think that, I don't... You gotta... You, it's Yeah. Especially the first, like, 20 minutes of Brian Cranston. When he's running and just being like, You know, my wife died here! It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. You know I'm right. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the best. So, yeah, that's mine. I would be... I would have to go do a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Even if you were like, Please just be home with me. You've been on the road doing God knows what with... Your your boyfriends right. <laughs> with the boys, you yeah. know, boy. And please just come home. Please, I'd be like, all right, I'll be home, but got to do Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. I, w- I would support that because that was one of the first things that I felt like. Yeah, when we started dating in 2014, and you were talking to me about Godzilla. That was, yeah, your and, your Godzilla came out, and you were um, imitating Brian Cranston overacting, and you thought it was really funny. And I was like, oh, I think we have the same sense of humor because we mm. both think actors kind of like overacting is funny. Yeah, so so I, there's a little I, bit I would of support that. Yeah, there's a little bit of romanticism in my mm-hmm. in my answer. Look at that. Yes. Yes. I, I totally support that. And and for, with yours too cuz I'm just like thinking about your ass in a Michael Bay movie. All I'm right, like that's yeah. great. Thanks. That would I, be great. I appreciate that. I was I was going for comedy, but <laughs> if you if, if you're with your partner and you talk about it, you're like, "Oh, and then I'm I, I could be like Megan Fox and then they're just picturing you naked." But it's it's flattering. It's flattering. It is flattering. Um all right. Another thing we need to check in with Matt Damon about. The Matt Damon check-in continues. It continues. It goes on. Sky's not done yet. He's still doing it. 
He's in a Stella Artois commercial. Because his acting break did not... He was able to do a Stella Artois commercial. Yeah. Clearly. That's not Chris Nolan. That's, no, he was able to... Yeah, I think you're right. There was more than one caveat in his acting Absolutely. break. Absolutely. If it's a Stella Artois commercial where they're paying me seven figures, I have to do it. Come you know, on. You know that, Luciana. We need it. Come on, Lucy. It's two days work. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. You want to go to the Malfi Coast again? For all of June? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry. Okay. Um, so this crazy Stella Artois commercial, um, it's with Matt Damon, uh, Zoe Zaldana, and Ludacris are in it. What and a trio. What a trio, right? Of course they're in it together. It makes absolute sense these three would be hanging out, uh, all double fisting. Do you notice they all have, like, two drinks? It's like they have a Stella Artois well, Who draft. doesn't when you're drinking Stella Artois? Yeah, Everyone's getting f- trashed up. And I, I'm sure they meant to make it look so, like, they took the Stella Artois bottle and poured it into a Stella Artois glass but to me it just looks like <laughs> they both have a bottle and a, and a glass full of beer like, yeah. Like, these, <laughs> yeah these three you know like maybe. they're clearly just like prop bottle and prop beer where there's actually no liquid in it it's just like an effect like one of you know those glasses they make that's like it looks like oh, it's yeah. full but it's nothing in it that's what I think they're doing there okay yeah I, I just think they're all getting they're supposed to get we're supposed to think these these guys Zoe uh, Luda and Damon are just getting trashed together in some French beer and French and and a FaceTime call with uh, Jeremy uh, the Bear guy, right? Jeremy Allen White or something like that. <laughs> David what? Allen Greer, David Allen Greer <laughs> from the Bear. We Jeremy are, Allen White, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we are the only two people who don't watch the Bear, so apologies for us not watching the Bear. It's just it's one I do that I do think I'm going to watch it at some point. <sighs> right, I, I do yeah. think that's one I'm, I'm not I'm not against it. You don't have to watch it with me. I can watch it on my own, but yeah. I do think it's one I'm going I'm to give it a chance. We'll right. get, I'll get more into Jeremy Allen White later. Right, but anyway, okay. So this, this commercial starts, and um, so it opens with these three double fisting, and then Zoe Saldana goes, "If you could have." If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? <laughs> and then, um, is it Ludacris goes, hang on, let me call Jeremy. Like, yep. that's, that's of course, the answer. Like, none of them would have a volunteer. Like, before anyone answers. Hold on, I'm Ludacris. I'm calling my good friend Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. I know. That <laughs> I have on speed dial. No, this is such a natural thing, because he calls Jeremy, and naturally, Jeremy has a tall boy of Stella right in front of him. <laughs> this is so crazy. And then they're like... Uh, yeah, it's like, why... Yeah, well, you know. It's a commercial. It's a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, and that's who was available. So, so they, they yeah. call Jeremy Allen, Jeremy Allen White, and he goes, Hey, Luda, what's going on? <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, it's, I, what I was going to say was, like, really, like, we couldn't get, like, Jay-Z or Drake or, like, yeah. another music industry. Like, well, I guess it was all acting, and Ludacris Luda is an actor, but, yeah. uh, right. It just, these, these, group, these, these people are kind of pushed together in a way that's kind of ridiculous. It's kind mm. of ludicrous, if you will. It is, it is a ludicrous um, commercial. And so Ludacris goes to Jeremy, um, if you could invite anyone to dinner, who would it be? And then Jeremy takes a pause. Or Vin Diesel. I know. Where is Vin? Vin Diesel should be everywhere. He is amazing. Yeah. Vin Diesel is, is yeah. amazing. Um, look- I'm answering the call on my phone. <laughs> yeah. He always sounds like he's trying to fuck everything and everyone that he's talking to in the, in the latest Fast <laughs> X movie. It's He's... He's got amorous fuck energy with everyone in that movie, including his daughter. It's wild. Hey, Luda, what's up? I just want you to know I'm really proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so Jeremy Allen White answers the question of who, if you could invite anyone to dinner, who would it be? And Jeremy Allen White, without, you know, t- takes like a second to think, and he goes, um, probably a culinary genius. And then Zoe Zeldana goes, oh, that's good. What? Like, what? Well, Zoe Zeldana, I think her answer in the commercial is like, a politician, she says. 
She doesn't say. In the version I watched, she doesn't say anything. I think there's multiple versions of this commercial. Okay. And there's a shorter version where she says a politician. Interesting. That's a... No one, no one would say that. Yeah, the premise of the commercial is they're talking about the most fascinating dinner in the world. Right. Or which I, something. Which I guess they're also trying to create with these three fascinating people. <laughs> yeah. And also... The three most fascinating members of Hollywood. Matt Damon, Ludacris, and Zoe Saldana. Those are the three. Those, those are, are the, the three. three. Um, but... Yeah, really, if we're going to go most fascinating dinner, like, it should have been, like, Franco, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to just do, like, canceled people. But that's where our mind goes, yeah, because yeah. those are the people who's got the stories at this point, okay? Those are, yeah. th- that's who we want to talk Like, let's, yeah. let's get Weinstein on a Zoom call. Let's, Weinstein, I'll say it, <laughs> fuck it, Weinstein, call Weinstein, I'm kidding. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> that's who, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I got it. It's like Roseanne Barr, Franco, and uh, uh, I don't know, the one... Who was the girl who got canceled from, uh, I don't know, some Marvel movie, I think, and then that girl. Okay, sure. I and, don't they, know. and they call Weinstein. Yeah. Let's have Brie Larson come in there, because she's just like the, the worst actress on the planet. So we can do canceled people, and then the worst actress on the planet, Brie Larson, who can just like have an earpiece in, and, and they can tell her, her what, what she's supposed to say, which is how she I'm acts. drinking Stella Artois. <laughs> yeah. I would have a dinner with um, <laughs> athletes. I don't know. Um, all right. So it's, all of this is to say that Matt Damon doesn't say a goddamn thing in these commercials. He doesn't get to speak. No. It's crazy. And they always... So when Jeremy Allen White eventually says, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't invite actors because they're the worst. Or he says something like that. Um, definitely not actors. Yeah. That, Jeremy Allen, yeah. He makes it a definitely not actors joke. And when, he, when they say that, they cut to Matt Damon. Almost like he... He's kind of talking about Matt Damon, you know, like it's yeah. like, or the joke is on Matt Damon that yeah. actors are lame. Like this just feels like a burn, a slow dig at Matt Damon in this commercial because he doesn't get to speak. <laughs> and then when they make the joke about how actors are boring, they cut to Matt Damon. Yeah. So and Matt Damon does this like silent laugh, like he's not even allowed to laugh audibly. I, yeah, the the I'll, I'll I have more to say about the laugh take. Go ahead. You know, you fit, okay, no. yeah. So they they're. In every version of this commercial I watched, the long version, the short version, they just do this, like, laugh take where something, like, in the one I saw, like, Ludacris makes this, this like, joke where he's like, I would do, you know, I would probably invite someone, you know, who's, like, you know, been in the industry for 20 years, great actor, me. And then they do, like, a laugh take, and they're clearly just, like, I just could not, I can't see this commercial without thinking of them on set having to film this nonstop. Because they're filming from behind Zoe Saldana's head. And you see her look off camera for the cue and then go... You have to watch when the camera's behind Zoe Saldana's head. She does a quick look off set and then goes... <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then Matt Damon does like a... Does like a... Like a... Oh. Like kind of laugh. And then Ludacris is just doing like a... <laughs> Yeah. It's really, and they probably did that for like three hours. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's amazing. But I'm like, why is Matt Damon silenced? Why is he not allowed to speak? He's not allowed to laugh. Except <laughs> part of his acting hiatus. He's like, I don't even have lines in this one, Luch. Yeah. Luch, I don't even have lines in this. I'm basically I, on vocal rest. Yeah, I just, I just yeah, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even working. No. And, and yeah, I'm off the coast. <laughs> this is paying for it. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, it's just very weird. It's not even an after party. We're just, you know, I'm just coming home, so... It's just a day of work. It's two days of work. Yeah, we're going to the studio. It's okay. 
Yeah, you didn't let me do the Polanski movie that I wanted to do eight years ago. Let me do this commercial. Come on. Yeah, um, yeah oh my God. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, why is Matt Damon not allowed to say anything? Because like, the YouTube algorithm showed me older Stella Artois commercials that Matt Damon was the star of. And he's like talking about how Stella Artois is like helping bring water to developing nations, specifically helping women. Like, he used to be allowed to say so much about Stella Artois and how much they're... And now he's He was the spokesperson say, for women. Exactly. Women in developing countries. How to, he's, he's helping them get water through this beer. And now he's not allowed to say anything. He's also now not allowed to laugh. We can't hear him laugh. No. And I'm like, is this a punishment for his whole like Stillwater press tour when it was like the height of BLM and um, the Me Too movement where like every other day Matt Damon was in trouble for saying something kind, God, of, yeah, well, kind yeah. of tone deaf. Like that was, <laughs> it was a wild time and he was just not non-stop getting in trouble for wasn't, saying things. Didn't, wasn't Warren, like, his daughters putting him on blast at one point? I feel well, like, or, like, I think that was a way for him to, like, co- course correct, to be like, my daughters are educating me about all this okay, stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, like, maybe... I'm listening to women, including my daughters, that I'm raising. I'm humiliating my daughters, apparently, <laughs> like, all the time. I don't know that I barely... I work a lot, so I see them, we FaceTime and stuff, but my wife says they're mad at me. They're at the age where, you know, my wife, you know, I, I my hands are off, so I just listen to them now. I got this shirt from Adam, Adam Sandler that says, <laughs> let me ask my wife, and I wear it all the time, you know? I'm learning. I'm doing the work. Um, so I was like, maybe that's why he's not allowed to speak. But I will also say, again, I, I'm going to judge male movie stars in the same way women are judged with their, with you know, most mm. of ours. Matt Damon's not looking the best he's looked. He's he going, looked terrible in this commercial. I had the same thought. Uh, okay, fine. I'll say, yeah, we're saying it. It's not, he's looking too shaggy. He needs to clean it up. He looks like a guy who like knows where the best Margaritaville, he looks like a guy who knows where the best Margaritaville is, you know? He's like, well, no, don't, don't go to that Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Go to that Jimmy yeah, Buffett's Margaritaville. Like, the, he's just looking shaggy and bad. Yeah, no, it looks like he's been on an acting break for seven years. Like, it looks like <laughs> yeah. he's already had this acting hiatus for seven years and he's re-emerging from just like boozing on a beach for seven know. years. Yeah, And like, I'm like, maybe he's going through that stage where like you know he was this symbol of male beauty he was kind of perfect and then it's like the same thing happened to Clooney right around the time he kind of married a mall it just like mm. all of a sudden these like handsome actors all of a sudden they I, turn and it's like oh okay he's could, actually aging I mean yeah he he did for the movie Air that came out earlier this year he definitely put on weight for that role Okay. And I mean, still water too, because he was kind of he was a little thick in that movie. I guess so. Uh, yeah. But but also yeah, that's been that's like five years ago at this point. So uh, there's just something about the shag. I feel like he's shaggier than normal, and it's it's making him look um, to me like I said, like he looks like the guy who knows where the best chain Margaritaville is in in in, in Fort Lauderdale. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. there's just something he was off. at Hogan's hangout bikini contest. He was, ju- yeah, yeah, he was, he judging was one it. of the judges. Yeah. yeah, there's just something off about his look. I, I don't know. That's my mean opinion, I guess, that it's uh, not Damon's best time physically. And uh, No, know. yeah. I mean, I think his wife's right. I think slow down, <laughs> take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, Luciana's right here. Yeah. Like, let's settle down, Matt. Right. Yeah. Even if Chris Nolan calls. And yeah. It's chill. like, I know you, you and Ben, I know you're in your 50s and, you know, mortality's really in your head right now. But just take it easy. You don't right. need to do everything right now. 
Like a Stella Artois commercial where you don't say anything and you silently <laughs> laugh while Zoe Zeldana <laughs> makes a shitty joke. It's crazy. Um, anyway, so yeah, then we're just checking in with Matt Damon. Just checking Damon. in with Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, we love him. I, yeah, legitimately, I think him and Ben Affleck are my favorite actors. Love those guys. Yeah, uh, they're great. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good check-in and I hope to, and I hope that him and Luciana get through this. They will. They'll... I hope they get through this. And you know what? And and hang out with your family, Matt. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe hit the treadmill. Maybe <laughs> maybe hang out with your family. You know, do some runs on the beach. Get out there with McConaughey out in yeah. Santa Monica. Yeah, let's get that Come going. On. Come yeah. on. Call yeah. Gyllenhaal. Call Philippi. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you, you can take an acting break but still be in Hollywood. Exactly. Come on, Matt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Matt, all right. I mean, unless that's part of the acting break, is like you can't go to these parties. <laughs> that's like where Luciana's no. coming from. Of like, no more of these. I don't know when you're getting home parties. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to be responsible for Ben Affleck's um, sobriety. <laughs> you know, slipping in sobriety. Whoops. Like I'm not. I'm not taking that call from J Lo. No, thank you. Oh, I'm not yeah. That responsibility. Good lord. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So it seems like he's doing great. Go, go, go Matt. Oh, yeah, we love uh, him. Everyone go see Barbenheimer and go see them. We love it. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> our two listeners, you know, we all know how uh, how uh, sold we are in the Barbenheimer hype. Go see it. the important Barbenheimer movies. Those two movies go perfect together, and it's such a good idea to see them. Of course it's a good idea. That it's a great idea that is not being funded by Hollywood Studios in a last-ditch effort to give movie theater some money right yeah which no. i support which i genuinely support i, I yeah. i've said it a bunch of this podcast movie theaters are part of americana and we should be supporting no them. we love movies and we love going to movies these two movies just don't look good they don't no, look they good. don't look good and everyone i know who has done the barbenheimer has been underwhelmed by it and what? they please yeah and we talked about this a little bit the other day like there's just no way for either of these things to live up to the hype I, yeah. you know i don't want this not to try to turn this into a Barbenheimer thing again, but like when something is, when the hype is so high like that, there's just no way anything could live up to it. So yeah. you're going to be disappointed. But then you've also, if you're someone who like bought a t-shirt for Barbenheimer, you're of course going to be like, it was amazing. <laughs> I already, I already decided it was amazing before I saw it. It was amazing. It was such an important message. <laughs> and then Greta Gerwig is at the top for game. Yeah. <laughs> every year, every year at this, at this time, I will wear this Barbenheimer shirt and remember the two movies that yeah. I saw. I will remember this. This will never. I will never. This will never not be part of my life. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. The SAG. Uh, we're going to do a little thing on this podcast called the SAG Awards, the um, Picket Line Edition. That's right. The, yeah. The SAG Strike Awards. Yeah. The SAG Strike Awards. We're going to do it. You've seen them. You've seen the photos of all these famous actors out there on yes. the picket line. You know, it's really. I mean, look, we support the strike. But um, when you're not living paycheck to paycheck, like when you when you can go on a strike line and then go home to your Hollywood mansion, it's uh, it's not the same effect as like Amazon workers striking. So yeah, we're, gonna, no, we're, we're gonna have a little fun with yeah, it. Yeah, and we're, you know we're not poking fun at like the you know we're we're poking fun at the top of the food chain here yeah. in Hollywood. That's yeah. what we're poking fun. The at people here. who are are protesting on the and then going home to their mansions because yeah. it's just like okay they're fine. Um, but of course we support we support yeah. unions. We support strikes. Yeah. We, we hope everybody gets a fair. Yeah, contract, no, but we, we can have a little fun with this. Okay? Yeah, because. Like, you know, we, you know, we both, we, we, you know, we, we know of people who, you know, work in comedy and stuff, but don't make a lot of money. Like, who, you know, people right. who we kind of started with who now work and, you know, they don't make a lot of money and they probably do need their writing job. Exactly. Uh, and like, we support them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also, yeah, like streaming, just pay, for, just pay people. Like, Jesus Christ. Work it uh, out. Work yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have some fun with the, with the. 
the famous actors on the picket line because it's kind of hilarious. All these photos of them, it's it's, it's pretty. So we're gonna do the uh, the SAG Awards, the picket line edition. We got a few categories. Uh, we're gonna have some fun with it. Um, all right, so we're gonna go back and forth with um, you know our our own picks for the first category. We have is a best actor. Um, the SAG Award goes to Justin. Who was your best actor on the picket line? My 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 best actor. The SAG Strike Award goes to. Jeremy Allen White nice. of the Bear in his <laughs> and he's crying. Uh, in his, he, I, I picked him because he's wearing a tank top, agree in his gray tank top and sunburned Mets hat. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I have to give it to Jeremy here for his for his Italian Guido look. I don't know yeah. what, what what is going on here. It looks like he was like campaigning to redo Eight Mile. Like he, was, <laughs> yeah, he looks like B Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. He is. He's like, let's do Eight Mile, but it's New York. Exactly. He's uh, yeah. Yeah. He was. He's really going for it. Um, it was quite the look. All yeah. right. My best actor SAG award on the picket line goes to Daniel Radcliffe. For he was he was he was in my nominees. Okay, he was in yes. my nominees. Daniel Radcliffe for portraying the role of the burden father on the picket line. Daniel Radcliffe is on the picket line with his newborn baby strapped to his chest, wearing it's, his baby Bjorn. Yeah, he's. Like, I mean, it's like okay, yes, this is uh, Daniel Radcliffe's got mouths to feed. He can't afford a babysitter. What? I, Come on! I hold the baby. My wife holds the sign. That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding the baby. My wife holds the sign. I actually, this is the only day I can spend with my son because then I'm going to shoot a movie that was pre-approved. It was pre-approved. <laughs> it's it's the, the union knows about it. I'm going to go do it. So this is actually the only day. We're just doing the reshoots. We already did most of the film. We just have to record, re-record some lines. So right. So this is the only day I could spend with my son before I go off to work to film a movie. <laughs> and I want to make sure I spend time with him. And also, I want to let everybody know that Harry Potter is old enough now to play dads. I'm old enough now. <laughs> Harry Potter is of the age to. To play a father, please call me when the strike's over and look at me with my son and on my, the picket yeah. line. I just think I could really play a stereotypical millennial dad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that's it. And that's all uh, I'll I'm say. I'm fighting for a fair contract and a great <laughs> juicy role as a millennial father. Is that Greta Gerwig over there? Oh Who's my the, god. Or she's hurt. She's the moment. Gosh, fix the baby. Fix the baby. Um, <laughs> all right. That's uh, best actor. What a category. Next category, mm. best actress. Mm. Go ahead, Justin. Who is your pick? And, and best actress goes to Susan Sarandon in her, in her Freedom Cannot Be Simulated shirt. Is that what she's <laughs> she wearing? Is, there's a picture of her in a shirt that says. Freedom cannot be simulated. Wow. Okay, there are multiple things. There's multiple. There's okay. multiple. Okay, yeah. Amazing. She's been here. I think she's every day. Yes. Sarandon is out. Yes. Um, amazing. Do you have any more to say on that? Because I... I love her. Yes. That's what I okay. say about it. I love Susan Sarandon. This is amazing because I... My SAG um, picket line award for best actress also goes to Susan Sarandon. Wow, Susan yes. Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. But this time in her um, light-colored summer linens. Okay, I'm glad we were able to touch on all of the Susan Sarandon yes. outfits. This is the one where she was wearing... It looked like she was... She, on the way to the strike, she was shopping for some, like, new aromatherapy essential oils because she's wearing like very loose kind of like yellow summer linens like colorful like I don't know she just looks like she's going to like a natural store after getting stoned in the morning she's like I need to get some new essential oils before I go to the strike line she just just looked like crazy like stoner northern California lady to me um and I I just yeah I just feel like this this role frequents Michael's 
oh yeah, let's get some crafts, needs to, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just feel like the role of actress on the picket line was, like, Susan Sarandon has not been so right for a role since Bernie Sanders, Celebrities for Bernie Sanders yeah. campaign in, like, 2019. I was, yeah, I I was like, going to ask you about her tiny tank top and her tiny backpack Bernie outfit yeah, that you I, saw her in I was, I was working at a different museum that I work at now, and it was... Um, I guess it was. Had to probably was twenty sixteen. Yeah, or like twenty, or maybe it was maybe, maybe it was a lead up to the twenty twenty elections. Maybe I think it. Yeah, I don't I honestly don't remember as far as election timeline when it was. But Susan Sarandon came into the museum where I worked, and she was wearing a Bernie Sanders baseball T shirt and a tiny backpack, <laughs> and she was down to be recognized. Like she was just walking around. She's there. She's just, she's only there to be photographed in her Bernie Sanders. T-shirt exactly. and tiny backpack. Yeah, yeah. she was just... It, there was Susan Sarandon looking at the uh, Rachel Harrison sculptures in her Bernie Sanders baseball t-shirt and a tiny backpack. And I just think not since that campaign has, has Susan Sarandon been so right for a role in the SAG yeah. picket line. She I, is out there in different outfits and she is just... I, I bet if you went into Susan Sarandon's tiny backpack, you would just be like feathers. Yeah. <laughs> like you would just pull out just like feathers. And weed. I would be like... Oh like, yeah, just, big, just her... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Big weed actress. It's probably, yeah. her, probably her vape. Yeah, her vape, Ben, but amazing. All right, we both picked Susan Sarandon, of course. How could, how could we not? How could we not? She's there. Um, all right. Yeah, I just feel like her outfit, um, the yellow, that she was wearing these yellow lin- linens, and I just feel like she's, like, supporting the union, but she's also being like, crystals really do work. Like she I, had- and, and they do. I was going to say, she looks great. She's, like, she in her seven, she's like in her 70s, I think. Yeah. She really, she really does look great. She looks amazing. Yeah. All right, moving on. Best supporting actor on the picket line. Who'd you go with, Justin? I went with none other than... Veneers himself, Kevin Bacon. Wow. The SAG Award goes to the SAG Strike Award goes to Kevin Bacon for supporting actor, supporting his wife. Yes. Supporting his wife, Kira Sedgwick, out there at the picket line. Those two. Those smiles and signs are shining bright. I mean, uh, and and then the sun shines down on those two. Well, I just feel like they were so happy to get a break from creating content together up on their farm where they're just like singing like Little Mermaid songs while their goats surround them. <laughs> I mean, those two create, so, they create more content than like Addison Ray on TikTok. They, they really do. They yeah. out content Addison Ray. And I feel like they were just so happy to go to the picket line and know they're going to be photographed by paparazzis and they didn't have to like film it themselves. Kevin Bacon's like, God, I don't, thank God I don't have to eat my wife's banana bread on exactly. camera. Just filming it way too close to his face and he's just like oh, <laughs> yeah, just the most disgusting Instagram ever uh, or like yeah there's one of them singing Kiss the Girl their little mermaid, oh, God, the little mermaid yeah. song in their, in their farm while their goats run around yeah. when they do the like light Jamaican accent it's just horrible <laughs> um, they're also trying to do Eminem they want right. to do like late stage Eminem when he's successful and does his like Jamaican voice that he would do it's, yeah they were, they were very thrilled to be photographed by like professional photographers for a day and they didn't have to use their selfie sticks they're thrilled um all right so best supporting actor my pick best supporting actor on the sag picket line and the sag award goes to michael chitlis yeah yeah he was one of my nominees as well michael chitlis absolutely because i feel like nothing says they're gonna they're gonna get those ceos like the shield yeah you know like he is just wearing (laughs) he is gonna take on those streaming residuals bad boys bad boys (laughs) what you're gonna do Uh. michael chiklis is getting out there forearms himself exactly he is all bald head and thick calves yeah he is yeah forearms calves and bald head he is coming for those netflix ceos yeah 
give the shield the streaming rights he wants. He, right. Jesus, come on. Can we get Michael Chiklis, get him his vacations that he needs, for the love of Christ. He wants those streaming residuals. The shield will do it. Yeah, he um, doesn't, yeah, come on. He's, he's worked hard enough. Yeah. Um, all right, so those are, I think that was, those were great picks for supporting Thank actor. You. Moving on to uh, best supporting actress at the right. SAG strike. I gave it to the SAG award goes to Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Supporting her husband, Kevin Bacon. We just got in. Now Kira's out there. Uh, we already we did a lot of time on them, but that was my supporting actress. Yeah, they were they were actually. I mean, she was literally supporting her husband. Yeah, those two. So much supporting support. Supporting each other. So much support with that relationship. They do seem like they have a lovely relationship. I will be nice. They do seem like they have a very sweet relationship. No, they relationship. do. I, I, think, yeah. I believe their relationship. I do. I, I, I believe their love and their relationship. I believe their love, yeah. absolutely. Okay, my best supporting actress um, on the picket line, the SAG Award, goes to... Juliana Margulies for Ooh. looking like she was pissed to be there. And to me, <laughs> that is real acting when it doesn't even seem like you know it doesn't even seem like she's acting. She's like, I was on the Good Wife for like seventeen years, and I got to get it. I got to come out of my mansion and get on this fucking line. She's like, I was on TV for. I'm on the. She's on the Good. What's that show with? Um, sorry, I wrote it down here. She's currently on the morning show, and I feel like she was just like, is Jen Aniston out here? I don't fucking think so. I don't see Jennifer Aniston anywhere. Oh, is Jennifer yeah. Aniston in that show, too? Yeah, wow, it's like Reese, okay. Weather, it's Reese Witherspoon, Jen Aniston. I guess Juliana Margulies is on it. Where are Jen and Reese? Ex- I think Get that, your asses out there. That's what Juliana Margulies was come thinking. come on. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I'm out. I, I was on The Good Wife for like 15 years, and those... You know, just because they're on Friends, and <laughs> she was on Big Little Lies. Like, she won an Oscar? Fuck off. Yeah, she looked so pissed to be there. and She was just in like a chic black tank top. And I was like, oh, Juliana Margulies there's, is bummed she has to do this. There was another Jessica Chastain. There was a picture of her looking miserable <laughs> yeah. at the New York City ones, too. I think like they were like, people were giving speeches. Like, Steve Buscemi gave a speech. Oh, I think Brendan Fraser gave a speech. Of like, and there was just a picture of Jessica Chastain with sunglasses on, just like leaning up, looking as bored as anyone wearing sunglasses could look. She's like, do they even know who I am? Yeah, completely. God. Yeah, she looks like she's like watching children at the McDonald's play place. Just like she's too tired to be there. Too tired. Yeah. Too tired. All right. Moving on. Next category. Best costume. The best costume on the SAG picket line. Justin, who? This is our biggest award. This is our last award. Yes. So this is the biggest honor you could get at the SAG Strike Awards. Yes. For me, the SAG Strike Award goes to Mark Marin for profusely sweating in like a yellow tank top and Daisy Dukes. Yes. He's basically wearing Daisy Dukes. We picked the same answer I, again. Yeah, I mean, you can't, once you saw it, it's like you can't not. I actually, but I included the other comedians he was photographed with as like a hipster trio. It was like Reggie Mark, Watts. Sorry. Yeah, Mark Marin, Reggie Watts, and Hannah N. Enbinder from um, that show Hacks. Uh, oh, okay, okay. They were all bringing like the urban outfitter chic to this picket line, you know? Like, yeah, like Mark Marin was wearing like um, self made uh, denim cutoffs above the knees. Like, they weren't short, short denim shorts. They were like, you know, right above the knees. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not Daisy Dukes. I was making a joke. But the, they are, they are, they are, they are noticeably above the knee. Yeah, and they are noticeably, <laughs> noticeably frayed and cut. Absolutely. And like Hannah, that girl Hannah Enden 
Berger or whatever her name is, she was wearing like a, you know, like an ironic <laughs> high school football crop tee and like boyfriend jeans. And then Reggie Watts was wearing like all black and then like silver sunglasses, you know, yeah. and like his earbuds were in. I just feel like they were like the Urban Outfitters trio. Yeah, the Mark Maron was the centerpiece. He really was bringing the mall it all rats. together. The mall rats of the L.A. SAG strike. Yeah. And again, yeah, he just, instead of putting on the black SAG t-shirt, Marin just kept his, like, uh, 80s Lacoste canary yellow shirt that he's profusely sweating. It can't be said enough how much he's sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, I'm like, I'm like, did he just, like, spill water on himself? Because he's sweating a lot. I mean, it's probably hot as fuck out it's there. It's hot as fuck, I'm sure. And he's yeah. wearing a shirt that will, you know... Really show. It's yellow. It'll so. really show, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it does show. But but he has, like, the SAG shirt kind of around his shoulders. And it's like, well, maybe just put on the fucking black t-shirt that's going to hide all the sweat. But no, he had a look going. He had vintage. <laughs> he had some, like, cute new balances on. He was like, you wow, know... Wow, yeah. He was trying to look. It, it didn't. The SAG T-shirt would totally mess up his Urban Outfitters flow. No, yeah, Couldn't his his wife, I'm sure, styled that for him. Or do you think? Or do you think it was him? Well, he doesn't have a wife. He had like that tragic thing happen with that woman, Lynn. Oh, what's her name? yeah, yeah okay. not to get dark. Ooh, never mind. Yeah, sorry, Mark Man. Rest in peace, Lynn. Yeah. Something I forget. She's like a director, and she tragically died like right right around COVID. Fuck. But, but yeah, she didn't, that was really dark. She yeah. didn't have COVID. She just had like this tragic death. I don't Jesus. know what happened. Yeah, sorry, not to bring. Oh you back man, no, I feel really bad. Sorry. No, yeah, he's no. fine. I mean, he does like comedy about it. I mean, no, I know. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I completely forgot about that. Rest in peace too. Mark wife. I feel bad. I'm blanking on her last name, but um, he was never married to her. I don't think he's a marriage guy. Um, but anyway, uh, Mark Marin looking Urban Outfitter chic on that on that picket line, looking great. Um, yeah, best costume, Mark Marin. Again. Yeah, and that, now that brings us to our in memoriam of <laughs> the actors and actresses we've lost who could not be at the SAG Awards. No, because they're no longer with us. They're no longer with us, but they're here in memory, in spirit, in mind. Here are the actors. We're going to put try to have some in memoriam music play here. Yes. Raquel Welch. Um Josephine Chaplin. Glenda Jackson. Melinda Dillon. Alan Arkin. Jim Brown. Tom Sizemore. Richard Belzer. Carol Cook. Julian Sands. Frederick Forrest. Gina Lolo Brigadiga. <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't think I could have said her name. You just. Bri- Brigida. Brigida. Lola Brigida. Gina Lola Brigida. Edina Menzel. No, I'm kidding. I was trying to do a John Travolta. <laughs> Andy Menzel. Yeah. And wickedly talented Nina Menzel. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that was yeah. our that was in memoriam. That was a pretty that that, was, that in, went well. So rest in peace uh, to all of the actors and actresses who could not <laughs> have been there to help the union. Yeah. Uh, we knew that we know you're all there in spirit. Yes. Quite literally there in spirit. That was our SAG Awards picket line edition, and in, and in, you know, and we are we do support the unions. You know, you're in. I, union. I'm in a union. Thirty two BJ. Local strong. Yeah, I'm not in a union. I whatever, but um, this is a Bruce Springsteen's "The River." Great, great line about a union card and a wedding coat. If you know it, yeah, it's, it's way in the songs. So we probably won't get to it, but such if, a good if song. you don't know the river, God. you've been living under a rock. Oh, yeah. If you're living under a rock and don't know, 
It's Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah, when, when, when they're introducing her friend Chris Jenner. I, I was I, right. I think it was Chris Jenner. Oh, yeah. At yeah. the tag zone. She's like, if, you, if, if, you know, if you've been living under a rock, this is Chris Jenner. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, are you even alive? <laughs> we talk about Martha Stewart every episode now, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a Martha reference. If you're listening to us, you're going to get a Martha, Affleck, and Damon. Oh, here it is. Here's the, here's the union link. Man, that was all she Here it goes, ready? For my 18th birthday, I got a union card and a wedding going. Oh, it's the best. It's very good. No one needs us to sing it. Put it all to bed. How can you not, though? Yeah. No wedding day smiles, no walk down the aisles, no flowers, no wedding dress. That okay. night we went down to the river, and into the river we dive. Oh, down to the river we run. All right, this is entertainment, entertainment, yeah. entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Agarmar and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Agarmar. This is Bruce. We got into it. Sorry, we really we got we couldn't help it. All right, that was an episode. Bye-bye.